Windermere High School student starts a black student union. You're listening to The Wrap from 90.7 WMFE News. I'm Brendan Byrne. This year for Black History Month, WMFE is taking time to highlight individuals in Central Florida working to not only improve the lives of black people, but to keep black trailblazers past and present at the forefront. At Windermere Preparatory School, 14-year-old Carrington Meyer started the first black student union and introduced a new tradition at the school, highlighting black historical figures via the school's Instagram page. There wasn't really anything going on, like we would acknowledge that it was Black History Month, but nothing would really occur. One student's efforts to honor black history in Central Florida. That's ahead on The Wrap, the big stories this week from 90.7 WMFE News. Governor Ron DeSantis is walking back Florida's policies that make it easier to challenge or ban a book in the state. WMFE's education reporter Danielle Pryor explains the announcement comes days after a Miami school required students to get a signed permission slip to read books for Black History Month. The governor says he's calling on the Florida legislature and Florida Department of Education to reform the state's book ban policies. DeSantis says classics like To Kill a Mockingbird should not be allowed to be challenged. Same goes for the dictionary, and under no circumstances should an entire classroom or school library's books be banned. For example, there was a teacher, I think in Manatee County, that papered over every book in the classroom. Oh, I can't show, but that, that's a lie. That is not true. That is performative nonsense. DeSantis suggested limiting the number of challenges a person who does not have a child in a district can make, or even fining people for challenging certain books. He says the policies were put in place to keep age-inappropriate books of a sexual nature out of the classroom. Thousands of books have been banned in Florida school districts since the passage of HB 1069. Danielle Pryor, 90.7 WMFE News. A key Florida House panel advanced two bills this week aimed at bolstering security measures at public schools and Jewish day schools, readying them for consideration by the full chamber. The measures both got unanimous backing from the Education and Employment Committee on what would mark six years since the school shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, which claimed the lives of 17 people. The school security measure for Florida's public schools includes new door safety requirements and restricting access to gates. The bill about increasing security at Jewish day schools would make recurring state funding available for various safety measures. The money would be required to be used for certain expenditures like security cameras, fencing, and hiring of security personnel. Republican State Representative Randy Fine is the bill's sponsor. It is a failure of us as a society that this is what we have to spend money on. Because nobody learns how to read because of it. Nobody learns how to do math. Nobody learns how to do science because we're paying for security guards and bulletproof glass. Similar legislation in the Senate has to be heard in one more committee before it's ready for the full chamber. The Florida Senate approved a bill that would allow residents with homes valued at more than $700,000 to get coverage from the state Citizens Property Insurance Corporation. Citizens, which was created as an insurer of last resort, has become the state's largest insurer during the past few years amid financial problems in the private market. Citizens is barred from selling policies for homes with a dwelling replacement cost of $700,000 or more, except in Miami-Dade and Monroe counties, where the limit is $1 million. 
Republican State Senator Ed Hooper is the bill's sponsor. Inflation has run many average middle class homes over 700000 and there is difficulty placing these risks in the admitted market. However, with the annual legislative session passing its halfway point last week, the proposal appears to be in jeopardy in the House, where a similar bill has not been taken up. Central Florida health care experts are concerned with the rising case rate of syphilis. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention published research that showed rising syphilis cases, including an increase in babies born with the disease. The state saw a 62% increase in cases between 2018 and 2022. And in 2021, Orange County made up about 10% of nearly all cases in the state. Dr. Jared Fox is chairman of the Infectious Disease Department at Orlando Health. He says what's puzzling is that sexually transmitted diseases were up across the country between 2018 and 2022, but appear to be leveling off. Off. That's not true with syphilis. Why have they started to level off and syphilis rising? Um, I'm not really sure because usually the, most of the the same issues that cause one sexually transmitted infection are usually the same things that lead to other tra- sexually transmitted diseases. Fox expects case reports for 2023 and 2024 to remain at the high rate they've been appearing at or higher. Syphilis has many symptoms, including developing ulcers around the groin. Patients believing they may have come in contact should get tested and then receive treatment. These stories and more on our website. Visit WMFE.org. This weekend in Orlando is the Honoring Black Heritage and Cultural event, where artists from Central Florida will showcase their craft and how culture is rooted in their work. I will always use fabrics that have been worn by whoever to tell the next story of that person. That's this week on Spotlight. Get it as a podcast or visit WMFE.org. It's Black History Month, and this year, WMFE put out a call asking all of you to nominate people you believe we should highlight. We hear now from a Central Florida high schooler, Carrington Meyer, about her efforts to honor black history in Central Florida. WMFE's Joe Mario Pedersen brings us this profile. In 1960, at the age of six, Ruby Bridges was the first black child to attend an all-white school. She is still alive and turning 70 this year. Carrington Meyer is reading through a list of black people who changed the course of America as part of a project she started last year at Windermere Prep. She did so after noticing a lack of recognition toward black trailblazers. There wasn't really anything going on. Like, we would acknowledge that it was Black History Month, but nothing would really occur. After making her pitch to school leaders, Windermere Prep agreed with Meyer. So the then 13-year-old freshman began creating Black History Month facts for every day of February on the school's Instagram page, and she's doing it again this year. Meyer kicked off the month by recognizing Ruby Bridges. Because she was one of the first black children to go to a white school, it was just a turning point because she was the first, and after her there were just so many other people But being the first is just really proving something and showing that it can happen. Proving it can be done is now a mantra for the young high schooler. After her successful Black History Month campaign last year, Meyer wanted to continue recognizing the contributions of black people throughout the year and create a safe space for people who look like her. So she pitched another idea, a black student union. So I think she saw a moment to bridge gaps, and I felt as though that she was like, ah, well, this is something that we're missing here. 
That's Crystal Curling, a biology teacher and the Black Student Union sponsor. She says in the school's 24-year history, no one had ever started a BSU. Asian and South American students make up a large portion of the student body and have outlets to recognize their heritage. No one else came up with the idea, like how all the other kids came up with the idea as far as what clubs that they wanted, you know. So thankfully, you know, Carrington came up and was like, you know what, we have some, we have a piece missing. Curling recalls Black students sharing their families and struggles to identify ancestries dating back to the transatlantic slave trade. So we got to talking and I think that was just a really good moment and beautiful moment for the kids to find out, you know, identifying how they're alike and how they are different. The club is made up of a mix of Black students, African-American, Afro-Latino, and international students from Africa. Meyer is biracial. Her father is white and Jewish, and her mother is Black and Jamaican. Both of her parents have history degrees. Her father, Justin, thinks maybe that's why Meyer has an appreciation for the subject. He thinks that's an important value to have here in Florida, where certain books are banned, and there are limits on what can be taught when it comes to Black history in schools. Black history, especially in Florida, It matters, recognizing black history. And I think she recognizes that this is something that needs to be talked about in in the public discussion today. Last month, the Black Student Union, which has 12 members, organized a Martin Luther King Jr. Legacy Day where students wrote positive affirmations associated with MLK, took the writings, and created a mural. This month, Meyer and the union are working to organize time with Windermere's elementary school children to read them books about black historical figures, such as Ruby Bridges. Meanwhile, Meyer is still organizing Black History Month facts for the rest of the month. Last year, she closed the month with this. Black history is American history. It's the fact that she hopes sticks with people the most once February is over. I hope it has left an imprint on the faculty's minds so they keep doing things for Black History Month. Meyer says she hopes she's creating a legacy that will benefit the Windermere Prep community for years to come. Joe Mario Pedersen, 90.7 WMFE News. That's it for The Wrap this week, but coming up, after careers in law enforcement and landscaping, 59-year-old Keith Hill became a skilled blacksmith. And it's just a a very satisfying feeling after many, many hours of working and toiling and sweating and bleeding that you've made something. You've made something tangible to hold. WMFE's Joe Burns brings us to the blacksmith shop at Fort King National Historic Landmark in Ocala. That's next week. Stay listening. This podcast is produced by 90.7 WMFE News with assistance from news director LaToya Dennis and digital director Ryan Ellison. I'm Brendan Byrne. This is The Wrap.